Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Christy Smallwood, owner and chief strategic guide of Eagle Eye Strategies. Hey, Christy, how's it going? It's going. <laughs> For sure. And I laugh because right before this, I usually call it the proverbial green room, you know, technical difficulties this morning, but it's going. <laughs> yeah, you got to love technical dif difficulties. Yeah. Always fun to have to deal with that hassle. Absolutely. But we got through it. No big deal. So Eagle Eye Strategies, this is your business. Tell us a little bit about it. So we are a strategy first business. And what that means is that typically people have either problems they need to solve or they are trying to put plans together or they're really just trying to revive the business, whatever state that they might be in, strategy can be involved, whether that be a short-term plan or a long-term plan. And I help people figure out like what they need to figure out next and how to get them from where they are now to where they want to be is the, is the classic line for this. And then I also provide services to help get the plan done. So that could be business coaching, training and development for their, their team and, and people, as well as I have a marketing agency. So a lot of businesses come to me like, I just mm -hmm. need to figure out how to get more business in. Well, that's marketing and sales. And so absolutely, I can help you with that. While I'm in there, we notice, can your operations handle it? Are your people handling customer service well? Are we... So it, it, it may start out with some marketing services, but it, it, full, it, it blends into this full strategy service for their entire business. And so mm -hmm. that's, that's why we are a strategy business. Okay, very cool. And you're based in the Louisville area. Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. But I go everywhere. And, okay. like I'm pretty regional. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, and of course, you market your own business. And one of the ways you do, do that is through a podcast that you've had. Uh, it's called Small Business, Small Talk. You've had it since, I believe, 2018 is when you started it? Yes. I re well, actually, I relaunched it in 2018. So prior ah, to that, okay. it was a trying to figure out what I wanted to do with it stage because mm. I knew I wanted to do podcasting. I just didn't know how I wanted that, that show to look. So okay. I finally, finally figured something out. And so, so why did you want to do podcasting in the first place? It, honest, it honestly meshes my love of radio. I have a radio background, and so I could do things that made me feel mm -hmm. like I was still in radio, as well as it provides a great marketing tool for my business. As a, an author and speaker, as well as a strategic guide, I can, I can set myself up in the spotlight of being an expert with these businesses for what I do. And so it, but it also promotes the business, that business, it spotlights those small businesses. So it's a win-win for everybody. And I wanted to be able to do that and still have, gain some benefit out of it for myself and my business. Okay. And we're going to talk about the, the marketing value of the podcast in a little bit. Now you have a, you say you have a background in radio, so this might've been a little easier for you than people without a background, but how did you go about figuring out up front just how to set it all up? how to start recording and editing and publishing and all that stuff. So, yes, it, it seems a little easy, but if, if anybody's actually, are they going to see the video of this? If, if they can't even see uh, the video, yeah. part of the technical difficulties this morning is I wanted to be all the fancy, big mic, all the fancy chords, <laughs> the whole night, and that did not play out well. So I'm going back to what I started with, which is just a headset with a little microphone on it and plug, plug it into the computer and you start hitting record. And I used, somebody had told me about Audacity, 
And mm-hmm. so it was a, you know, a free little free recording program. And I started using that just to get something recorded. And I figured out how to edit, edit the beginning of, oh crap, I don't know how to start. And the end of, oh, well, I need to try a different ending. And I could just cut those things out. And there we go. I now have an audio file. And then I learned what to do with an audio file from there because the first thing was YouTube. And so I'm like, well, maybe I need to be doing video and saving the Mm -hmm. audio separately, right? So I was trying to figure out in that front end, like, what all to do. And I actually watched some, I think, I can't even remember who it was, but they mentioned a platform. And so I just, I'm constantly out there learning. So my first exposure to a podcasting platform that would, basically what that is, is you put your audio in one place and it distributes to multiple mm-hmm. other listening platforms like iTunes and Spotify and all these different places. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to figure out. So I found it was anchor.fm was my first exposure. Mm-hmm. And now there's like, there's so many options of different places to be. And that's, that's just how I got started. It was like one learning piece at a time, even from radio. Cause back in the radio days, look, this is going to date me a little bit. You put it on a tape, like you recorded the old fashioned right. way where you hit buttons and it recorded to a tape and you move that tape mm-hmm. over to the other machine and played it. So I'm, I didn't like magically know everything up front. I just figured out what's the first thing I need to know kind of goes into the level of strategy. What's the first best thing to do? And that's figure mm-hmm. out how to actually record it. And once right. I got used to recording it, then, then I'm like, now what to do with it? So instead of getting it, well, I need to be in front of a thousand people or 10,000 people or whatever. I'm like, I need to figure out how to record this thing first. And so mm-hmm. I just backed myself up to the first right step. That's how. Okay. Okay. So you just, you took it one step at a time and found stuff mm-hmm. on YouTube and other tutorials and whatnot. Okay. And then exactly. how did you go about finding guests for the podcast? I network a lot. So I am a member of my local chamber, which helps a whole lot whenever you, you, they just come to you and you're like, this is an interesting story of your business. I have to be willing to not be sales pushy in my networking approach. I keep it all about that person because I'm on the hunt. I'm on the hunt. I'm on the hunt for potential clients, but that potential client, if I offer them a a seat at the table for the podcast, I could like, I'm already winning relational points with them because I'm qualifying them as I'm interviewing them for the podcast. <laughs> can they be a good potential client for me? And then I can move that forward after the podcast recording is done. I just keep up with that relationship. So networking. So you were strategically inviting on guests who, uh, who are potential clients. Mm-hmm. Or strategic partners, alliances, if you will. Of, you know, people that I want to stay connected to. And and so I've got like three levels of qualifiers. One, client. Two, strategic alliance. And three, a fan, an audience fan. So, you know, back to being a speaker and author. If if I'm top of mind for them, at some point they'll be able to be a good referral Mm -hmm. partner. So that's that's how I approach those. Okay. So it sounds like the podcast has been and continues to be a way for you as part of your networking, a way for you to meet people, make connections, some of whom might turn into customers, others referral partners, some just fans, as you were describing, and so on. 
And how well has that worked? Pretty well. I've gotten a lot of a lot of great, <laughs> not the best term to use, but a lot of great exposure. You know, when I say it that way, tongue in cheek, is a lot of artists out there. Are, that's when somebody wants an artist to work for free because you get great exposure. And I'm like, okay. but because mm. I'm I'm a business owner that's using it as a marketing tool as well as my own networking piece, as well as my own creative outlet. So I've got the the trifecta, if you will, of how purposeful this thing can be for me and my business because it allows me to get out. Now, it's increased my digital footprint tremendously. So if we're looking at data and numbers, my audience goes up every time I, I launch a new episode. It's going up. And so I get this great traffic and it just kind of bleeds over everywhere. Now, am I perfect at doing this? No, I'm still learning all kinds of things. And there's a lot of detail work to go with making it optimized for the best result that I would want. But I have gotten some referrals from people who are listening to the podcast of, Mm. oh my gosh, I didn't realize that you did this. And my guests have also gotten referrals from being on the podcast. So it's, it's a nice, again, a crossover, a win-win for everybody because now we're able to have a platform to go deeper and everybody can just kind of be a voyeur on the side and, and pay attention, you know, watch and pay attention and all that kind of stuff. It's been cool. Yeah. Very cool. So what is the value for the guests? Why do people agree to come on the podcast? Typically I don't have anybody who's ever been on a podcast before. And so it's still a very cool factor to be able to be interviewed for a podcast. And to me, I'm like, there's just a lot of work to the back end. This is not near as cool as I can, as it sounds. But so the cool factor is there. The, but the second thing is, is now they have a shareable piece of content. And so it's something that I encourage them and I walk them through. Here's how you should use it once we have this ready. And then, then off they go. So then they can then repurpose it for themselves to be able to say, hey, you know, first of all, hey, I got featured on this podcast. Go listen. And then, hey, we talked about this. And they can then like, oh, that was a great idea for a blog post. And like they can continue their own content just from that one episode. And I kind of give them tips and tricks on how to do that once we finish recording. So, again, it keeps me as the strategist top of mind because I've been very helpful. Right. And so what are some of those tips and tricks that you give them? Well, so just just like that, for example. So once we get done with this recording, I, I give them here's here are the things to share. Here's where to go find it. Now what you might want to think about doing. And it can be different for everyone. So there's times when it, we may talk about something in their marketing or their business strategy or something. So. I can then tell them, here's how to, here are three or four things that you can be doing specifically with this episode to increase your own online engagement. And then the flip side of that is something may have come up during that interview that I'm like, I can help you with this. Did you ever think about, you know, or make a certain connection? You know, when you talked about having a hard time getting your books together, I've got a couple of bookkeepers for you. And so I can make those connections as well. So tips, you know, if you're using a podcast episode, one, share it. Like every every online uh, channel that you have, share that you've been on this episode. And then that way you are getting that exposure. It, it generates all of that online 
searchability because your name and needs to come up somewhere. It increases the footprint, if you will. And then ask if you're able to have a recording to be able to host it or make, making sure you are linked to that. So your website, your information, your profile within that structure of the, the, the data of the webs of the podcast episode, your data information is included in that. So it now becomes searchable. So things, little things like mm-hmm. that are things that I tell them, here's what, here's what I'm going to do. Here's how you need to use it. Okay. So it sounds like in a lot of ways, it all comes down to having a piece of content to share. It really does. <laughs> and then what to do with it. Cause there's so many things you can do with a piece of content. Mm-hmm. Do you repurpose the, the audio content that you record? I have started doing that. So, and I'd I'd love to say that I do all kinds of amazing things, but it takes time to get the work done. And so I do have, I have an assistant that she, she's figured out for me how to do audiograms. So where we take Mm -hmm. snippets, right, of pieces of those great conversations, which also helps me that somebody else is doing that for me because... I was in the episode. I don't know what sounded great about the episode, according to a listener. Mm -hmm. And so it helps to have an outside ear on what would be a great clip to put out to the audience to come, come listen to the whole thing. So I do audio repurposing. And then from there, we're going to pull out like good quotes that can then turn into, because everybody loves a good motivational Monday quote. We want to be able to Mm -hmm. repurpose the quotes and then also transcribe them so I can then take take pieces of that content to refer back to the podcast word for word within a blog post I may write for my business. And so there's gotcha. okay. multiple things that are coming out of it. You've already talked about this a little bit, but how do you promote and market the podcast? I have a Facebook page. And I now have a brand new website. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I just finally got it built. And it's I did a soft launch on it because I, I want to make sure I put a new. So I've got this whole engaging website to it. I've got the Facebook page. I have an Instagram account that I think somebody's managing for me. I have to double check on that one. But <laughs> But those are the ones specifically for the podcast that I have. And of course, it goes through. Oh, and YouTube. I have a YouTube channel because I do video on both Facebook and YouTube. And then my audio goes through that anchor out to all the distribution. And now that I have a website, you can go to the one space, pick your favorite channel to watch or listen from. That makes it really simple for Mm -hmm. everybody. And then it's shareable from wherever. I can share it from a Facebook Mm -hmm. or I can share a YouTube video over to LinkedIn like everything then becomes cross promotable from that point. You're putting out a podcast, but it's not like you have a whole team of people to do it for you. You're essentially doing it yourself. And I know some people might say, you know, a podcast that sounds complicated. I don't have the time to figure that out or to put out a podcast on any kind of regular basis. What would be your response to that sort of objection? It's a two parter. One, you don't have to go all balls to the wall, bells and whistles, everything involved to get started, to start small, to get used to what you want to say and do, but then get the professional help. Like if it, if you're over capacity, but you know, you want to do it. Now we work it into the budget. You get some help for that thing that you want to make sure is executed with excellence. 
and you hire people like you, Jeremy, to do the podcast for people. So <laughs> find those, those, those right fits to come alongside to make sure that the work's getting done. And that's what you do. You just find a great partner with that. But start, yeah, start small. And then when you hit capacity, gotcha. get somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the, and the final question is really why? Given all the options, blogging, webinars, everything else, why is it worth for you? And, and why would you advise somebody else to bother starting a podcast in the first place? It's the difference between sitting down and trying to write a novel versus telling somebody my story over coffee. So for me, it comes out so much easier to be able to talk about it. And then all of the other content that we've talked about is editable. Like you're getting me raw and authentic and you're telling my personality. And I know that ultimately in business, people need to want to do business with somebody they like and they want to be around. Well, this is the fastest way to get that out there. Can we work together just because we like each other, no matter what it is we're doing. And so it's a huge, it's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. And I, I highly applaud this method because it is a much faster way to get resonance with my potential clients. And so that's, that's what I, why I recommend it. It's just more efficient in the communication method to your potential qualified customers. All right. Excellent advice. Well, Christy, thank you so much for your time and for a really cool, raw, authentic conversation. Well, thank you for (laughs) having me on, Jeremy. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.